<laughs> well, this is it, you know? If not in Web3, then it can't be in Web4. That's, I've been doing it. Limiting belief. It's a limiting belief. There you go. That's what it is. It's the limiting belief. We get to, the whole purpose of Web3 is that we get to create new reality. We get to create a new way of being. And maybe it'll work and maybe it won't. My friend, what is going on? It's Melina and welcome to the Don't Forget Your Lipstick podcast. Today we have Jessica from Mystical Muses NFT on the show. As you may have heard, I am choosing to adopt early. Get in on it now while it's hot. We're talking crypto, NFT, metaverse, Web3. My mom likes to call it Bitcoin world. (laughs) All that and more. And I know some of you are still choosing to believe that it is a scam, which is why I want to go deep into these conversations with people who are in the space, who are building beautiful projects, who are telling me they're here to stay. And we're going to dive deep into conversations that are real and honest and that you can also relate to. So if you're a creator, an artist, a developer, a working mom, entrepreneur, online influencer, someone who, like me, loves Instagram, constantly working and posting, and dare I say it, we are grinding, my friends. That is what we're doing. There's a lot of FOMO going on, right? This fear of missing out, this fear of comparing, this fear of what is mom going to think if I post this, this fear of I don't have her life and that's what I want. All these FOMOs become exhausting and it's overwhelming and then we tend to burn out this is a deep conversation i have with jessica about having the courage to share your story and the struggle that comes along with this journey the pressure of making money the girl boss in you and the hustle culture all this and more discussed in today's conversation here we go i'm so glad you're here with me i'm so grateful for this conversation let's dive right in as a creator if you're an nft artist someone entering the space right now and you're like i don't know what an nft is and you're just online constantly doing research and constantly working into this space if you're trying to figure out am i going to nft nyc am i an artist am i you know do i want to be a writer in this space there's a lot of fomo but with fomo comes overworking and there's this word burnout which a lot of us don't like to use but i like to say let's let's talk about it because if we don't talk about it then we think that you know it doesn't really apply to us So talk to me, Jessica, about who you are, because Mystical Muses is your project, I believe. But talk to us about who Jessica is, how this came about for you, and then we'll get into the whole burnout. You know, um, first I want to say, number one, thank you for having me. Number two, you have a whole different way of speaking than I'm used to in the space. So it really shows to me that you know what you're doing and you're like I've been doing journalism and podcasting for years and I'm like girl I can see it because um (laughs) I can really really tell uh 
by, you know, not just your energy and your focus, but the, the intention with which you speak and, um, it really, you're shining. So, uh, I want to just acknowledge that. So my background is very strange. I am uh, 40 years old, which is relevant because my career is super long. I went to, I, I, I went to MIT for undergraduate and I got recruited by the CIA where I worked for 11 years. At the CIA, I kind of had a mental breakdown, which makes sense. And I, um, I ended up getting lots of migraines and getting sick. And then I, um, but I joined in order to like, I know this sounds backwards, but I was work. I was trying to, um, do intelligence work for the benefit of society, which sounds crazy. Now I would never do that again, but it is what it is. I was really young and, and, uh, I ended up, um, learning about this healing modality called Reiki and it ended up healing my all of my mental and physical health issues and uh, I became a stand-up comedian uh, 12 years ago and um, and then I quit the agency I became a full-time healer in New York City and a comedian and then last year I guess October I really my intuition and I'm like very connected to my intuition took me to the NFT space and was the creation behind mystical muses um I learned a lot. This whole process has been amazing and very painful at the same time. And um, I, I, I learned I learned a lot of things. And I think that one of the things you talked about is FOMO. Um, how do I, how do you, um, like, maybe the question is, like, what's your advice to people? Or, or I guess you were just asking about my story. But, yeah, so I've had a, I've had a wild experience in the space because I just, like, got to be a speaker really quickly. I was a speaker at NFT Miami. I'm going to be a speaker at NFT NYC, I connected to all these, um, people, um, which was wild, but like, it didn't really translate to sales, which is fine at this point. Um, I have a, I have a partner who I do this with. I had issues with my developers. My artist was great, but like lots of issues with developers, lots of tech problems. Our mint button wasn't working. Um, we got into a lot of art galleries, which was very cool. Um, our collection is carbon negative, so we are buying carbon credits. I think that um, this whole process has been like magical and also very, very painful at the same time. I feel like I experienced ego death over and over again, and that I'm still going through it. Um, I, I feel better now, but it's been it's been like a really challenging and magical journey. I'm I'm thrilled to be in Web3 and I'm thrilled to be a woman in Web3 and I think that women in NFTs are so supportive of each other. I've never seen anything like it in my life, honestly. And also, I'm surrounded by the incredibly creative people and incredibly smart people. For 10 months, I was just very quiet and I'm someone who speaks every day, like it's just what I do, but I was very quiet in the spaces because I felt like, well, I don't know enough to talk or I don't have the knowledge enough to go give my opinion. It, and, and that's something that I feel like a lot of people will join in and be like, hello, this is, this is it. This is, you know, buy now, bear market, bull market, whatever. And I was like, let me just listen and let me take notes as to what people are doing. And let me try to understand this space. So it's the same for me, Jessica. So the thing I heard the most was this is community. This is community building and we're community and we're going to wag me and we're all going to make it and all this stuff. And I was like, this is so great. Everyone's cheering each other on, but there's a lot of hustle in this. There's a lot of grinding in this. And I think 
a lot of people who are entering now are not realizing it. This is really a lot of work. This is almost, dare I say it, someone trying to get on Instagram and make 10, 000, and get 10,000 followers. Like that's really, this is how I see it. It's more, which is why I think for a lot of us and like what you're saying, this ego death, it's like you started really well. So maybe talk to us a bit about how it started for you. The process was really hard. I felt like there was an enormous amount of pressure to make money and that I kind of was told by some advisors that it would go easier than it did. And the hustle was completely all-consuming. Like, I worked 24-7 while also having my business as a healer. I did a little bit of stand-up here and there, but, like, stand-up kind of fell to the wayside for me. Um, and I just... I worked so hard that I um, I feel like I, I worked beyond my physical limit for too long. And so now I'm like, how do I... How do I live like a soft life and have an NFT project? Do you know what I mean? How do I live a life that's like balanced and happy? Because like, let's say, let's say a miracle happens or maybe not even, and my project just sells out tomorrow. Um, and I'm working 24 seven, I'm going to still feel like crap. Like I can't like, like I think that like the bull market and the hype and the FOMO just like led to um, an overwork in a way that was like unsustainable for me. And it felt like unsustainable for everyone. And then we just like kind of mentally fell off the wagon. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. So you were like, how, how, so, yeah. So how does that work? So take me through a bit of the, the process, right? So you have developers then you have an artist and yes. you're building a project. Yeah. And then obviously you need to have some sort of roadmap. Yes, um, we did all of that. We did okay. So, so more of like the the, the steps. Um, we found an artist. It took some time to find an artist. We found developers. We did not do it for equity. We like paid people. Um, so we hired a marketing person who was like not who we should have worked with. Who basically like kind of was like we figured out. I know how to make this successful, and it was a total. Um, the marketing did not work. Um, which is fine. I mean, it's not fine, but it is, it is what it is. Um, but I had, we had to figure out like what chain to be on, what develop, there was like this constant pressure to, um, to sort of like finish the project. That's what I like felt from like my, my, um, my partner in a way and from other people who I was working with that I had to launch, had to launch, had to launch. And it was like, not the timing was like really challenging for us. But the artist was like the art. Making the art was the funnest. Was the most fun. Um, making the roadmap was really fun um, because the art was something like people are like, "Oh, you didn't draw it," and I'm like, "Yeah, but we designed everything." So we designed the skin colors and the clothing and all the details and the tongues and the eyes and the horns and the hair. Like everything was designed by us. And um, my partner is is an artist as well. And so it was just like really really fun to create it and to create an avatar and to create a character. Um, and also like the goal is, um, it's not just community building, but it's just like, how do I, how do we take our light as humans? Like, how do I take like all the things I'm good at, all the things my partner's good at and turn it into a project. And the, the project is basically like our utilities are Reiki healing, tarot readings, sound baths, um, comedy shows, all the stuff that we're really good at. My business partner is a com is a big comedy producer. We're really big in the comedy space. We have been for a long time. So it's like 
this whole, it's, um, we wanted to sort of like put our essence into it. And for me, what was a big motivator for creating the art was that I wanted a certain type of divine feminine in the space. I wanted to create a wild, um, untethered, wild, uh, fierce divine feminine creatures. Um, and the lore, uh, we, we wrote lore, which was really fun to write lore. The creative aspects were always the most fun. The speaking aspects are really fun for me because I just, I like talking to people, I like connecting to people, I like sharing my story. I like um, even whatever um, quote unquote failures I have. They're always a lesson for me and they're a lesson for other people. So I just feel like by sharing my story and just by being present and like, I know, listen, I'm not perfect, but I know I'm a good person. So what was it for you? Because we're talking about grinding and it's like, okay, we had all this stuff done. Did you have some sort of timeline? You're like, I need to have this done by this day because this is where the space is going. Or like, what was the sort of pressure that, that led you to feel like, hey, I need a break now? Um, the break was like, my business partner is not working. Sorry, this is like too personal. But so he didn't have a job. And so we needed to have the project succeed by a certain point. But I like, I like, I scaled back my practice as a healer but I still have a job as a healer. So I was like kind of more okay, but I felt more of the financial pressure. And also like, I felt like there were new projects happening every day. So it's just like, are we still going to matter when there's like, is there another project? I mean, it was really like ego issues that I don't feel that way anymore. You know, like I think the challenges of making this NFT project, like, uh, man, it was like such a, it's not over, but it's like, it's been such a learning experience. I've just like really changed my mind and my whole thought process around, um, this project. And in terms of all the learning that came from it and being like, listen, do your projects. You're going to be in the space. Nobody is exactly like you. There are people who are going to be similar to you. And then when you find similar projects, just join forces with them. What if you give us like certain examples, like how did you realize like, okay, this is no longer sustainable. Man, I, um, it feels like I was, um, it feels like I was a frog in boiling water. You know, when they say that the, that the frog doesn't know and then they like slowly cook that way and they don't, don't jump out. So it was a very, very slow burn in terms of me realizing that I was burning out. But I think that I just, um, a few weeks ago, I just was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I could not do the really basic tasks that I needed to do. And, um, I just decided that I was going to prioritize my own mental health above completing something for the project and that it's going to get done in its own time. Um, and I don't care what that timeline is anymore. I don't know if that's the right attitude. It is definitely my attitude right now. Um, and you, and you seem like you're pretty disciplined. Like you wake up, you go to the gym, you put on your lipstick, you make coffee, like you're, you know, I'm less disciplined as a person. I'm a little bit more like sort of floating through space but the discipline is helpful right like before this I like went to the gym I made a smoothie you know I lifted weights for the first time in a long time because I was like you know what I'm gonna do before the burnout space I'm gonna lift weights um I'm going to put myself first I'm going to just change my paradigm about like what I think is possible in terms of like I want to believe that I can succeed without destroying myself like that's a very like capitalist masculine view of the world that we have to just and, and and it's like we're programmed to believe that like our output financially is our value as humans 
We are programmed to believe that we have to work hard to the point of self-destruction to what end, right? Whether or not you make that money or not. Um, and because there are people who make that money and they hate their lives. But like, I want to really just like rework the paradigms of what does success mean? What does money mean? How do we get to be, how do we live in a sustainable way? Because like, even just the way that we've been in the NFT space in terms of people burning out and working nonstop, it's like, this is what also, this is the same attitude that destroys our planet, that we have to just like pillage everything. It's like, no, nature grows incredibly slowly. It's been billions of years and yet there's enough for all the creatures. I feel like, you know, I pushed myself to the edge mentally. I did this when I was in college. I did this when I was in grad school. Um, and I wrecked myself and I realized I was like, Oh, you know, maybe I don't belong in academia, but it wasn't academia. It was just like this hustle culture that was destructive. And it's like, I want to, um, this is one of my favorite phrases that I say is I girl boss too close to the sun. And I think your question is like, um, I want a girl, I want a girl like take a nap. I want a girl like rest. I want to, I don't want a girl boss anymore, but there's gotta be like some sort of balance. I don't know. Um, but you did ask me when was the moment. The truth is I can't remember the exact moment. Um, I think that it was maybe when I was at, at, in Miami and the mid button wasn't working and our smart contract was messed up and our developers put in uh, the wrong links several times to our project and we lost a lot of sales. I think my heart just snapped so many times during our during our project. My heart just snapped and I just like felt like is the universe against against this or like what am I doing with my life? Like I led my intuition led me to make this NFT project, you know, and it's a beautiful project. The art is beautiful. The mission is great. The utilities are great. I feel like everything's like set up. But um, oh, yeah, I mean, I. I, I hear it a lot in the spaces, which is why I felt like, okay, if I'm going to start and flip my podcast and reverse it, meaning I'm going to do a Twitter space and then have this recording turn into my podcast episodes, because this is where we all are now. <laughs> I was like, I want to be intentional about the topics I'm bringing to the stage. And burnout for me was so clear because I could hear it in so many people's voices you know a lot of people who've set the bar a little too high even for themselves they have spaces three four times a week now and they have to have six five guests a week and I'm like whoa 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 this is this is not going to end well because you're putting and you're right like we end up putting this pressure on ourselves we're the ones saying like I'm going to do it five days a week no one else is asking us to do it, right? Like, as far as I know, I don't have an agent. No one, no one's telling me when to, right? So for me, burnout was, it was so clear to me that so many of us are feeling it right now. Yes, maybe not a lot of people are buying our projects right now. Yes, it's a slow mint for everyone. But what, what do you think, you know, in terms of burning out? Because I like what you said. It's like, well, no. This morning I decided before this space, I'm going to, I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to do some weights. I'm going to do something different. Why was it important for you to be like, Hey, I'm burning out and I want, I want you to know it. You know, um, brilliant question. I love talking to you. Absolutely love it. And I love, <laughs> I, I know I'm just like, I don't blowing smoke up, you know, but you know what? You deserve it. Here are your flowers. Um, why do I want to tell people that I'm burned out? So I am at my core. I'm a healer and I'm a comedian. Both, both professions are really the same. 
through sharing my own pain, I heal other people. Through acknowledging and uprooting and bringing darkness to light, we heal other people. We have to face our shit. I mean, we have to face our shit in a sustainable way that we also enjoy the joys of life, right? Like I'm going to go to Central Park and I'm going to see my cousin's baby and like, you know, I'm going to have jambalaya with friends tonight. Like, you know, sure, we have to enjoy life too, but like we have to face our, our shadows. And what makes people face shadows is honesty. When I'm honest about my suffering, other people's suffering is um, alleviated. And that is the essence of comedy. It is like such a strong belief to my core that like, if I'm honest about my suffering, number one, no one is suffering alone. We're all, most people are going through the same shit. And if we are honest with it, if we transmute it, if we share it, then we, other people are like, oh, excuse my French, me too. You know, I'm also suffering in this way and I'm going to, um, other people sharing their story, um, heals, heals me. So, I'm very honest about who I am. And I also like, don't care. Like I'm shameless. You know what I mean? Like, um, I had this CNBC article come out about me. I got featured in CNBC like three years ago and it was all about millennial money. It was like about about finances. It was real personal because I was in a lot of debt at the time. I shared like all this personal financial data, how much money I made, how much, what was my budget, how much money I spent on my dog. I had a dog at the time. My, my baby passed a few years ago. And, um, and, and, and it was very personal. I shared all my financial data and people tore me apart. You're sloppy. You eat out too much. You're this. How could you spend $400 a month on your dog? I'm like, fuck you. It's not, it's not your money. It's my money that I'm spending on my dog to keep him alive. You know, um, how could you do this? You have, you have credit card debt, you're a garbage person, blah, blah, blah. And then I had like hundreds of people write to me and say, you inspired me to be a healer. And they've been writing to me for years. They keep writing to me. They keep writing to me. And I'm like, you know what? I was ashamed of my finances. I shared my finances on a huge public arena. 700,000 people watched that video. And, and that video is on my website, which is crazy. But I know that by sharing my story with all of its ugliness, all of the warts, helped a lot of people. When I get off Twitter, I'm like, I'm so exhausted. Like my mental brain goes, ugh, I didn't post like those six videos. I wasn't on TikTok. I didn't do my hashtags. Like there's so much work going into all of this. How do we choose to let go of it? You know, like you said, okay, I I got to a point where now I've decided to say F off. How did you get to that point? Like what led you to, is it the 40 years of experience? You know, like what is it in your world that you were like, okay, I don't want to go back to web two. I don't want to go back to posting pictures every day on Instagram because that's how I'm going to get 10,000 followers. What was it for you to be like, well, I'm just going to have to live with a slow mint, whatever that means, and just enjoy the ride? Like, how do you get to that point of like, let's enjoy the ride? Um, so I think that um, life goes in cycles. Life go- no, I don't just think, but we know. But, I mean, just look at the markets, right? Bear market, bull market, everything is cyclical. Everything is cyclical and up and down in life. So I think that, you know, to think in those terms, we're not just pumping all the time. Um, I have a really strong, um, if my mental and physical health kind of like falls off, um, I have a really strong practice that I go back to and say, where is my practice 
Um, how do I return back to myself? And for me, that is like going into nature, right? Or sitting in the park, uh, meditating, putting my feet in the ground. And I really love Buddhism. I really love Taoism. I really love the idea of like, I'm going to change my reality, but not in a way, but in a way that like, how do I reframe the experiences that I've been having? I like literally read um, uh, Buddhist teachings all the, all the time. They really help me. They re- and and I, I really like uh, Taoism and Buddhism is really um, a, like a mind, like a mindset. It's a, it's a, it's a philosophy. It's a way of thinking um, about how to conquer the negativity in our minds and how to deal with the suffering inside of us and the suffering of the world that we live in. Um, I also did mushrooms for the first time a month ago. That really helped. (laughs) (laughs) I I was just about to ask you, give us one thing that, you know, for those who are, you know, maybe not into Buddhism or, you know, they're not spiritual healers or whatnot. Give us one thing (laughs) that you, you lead with every day. Like what's a mantra or something that you're like, you know, start with this first. A mantra would be, um, I trust the timing of my life. Oh, I like that. I I was like trying to put a heart at the same time as telling you I like that one. I trust the timing of my life. I trust the lessons of my life. I get to reframe the way that I see. Like I was like, I thought this project was going to be successful. And then like, what does a successful project mean? You know, like, However, our mint goes. I met a million. I met so many people. I've been in so many spaces. I've done so many. I'm having like another podcast today. I had a podcast yesterday. Like, I. I mean, I'm not trying to show off. I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to take the wins that I have. Like, what are the wins? What are the small wins that you get to appreciate? So one is like trust the timing of your life and appreciate the small wins. You know, in my experience, you know. Um, this is like 10 years in the making. And Uh-oh. so the, the, the pressure that I feel like I have now yes. um, is that for me, Web3 seems to be like, well, this is it. You know, if not in Web3, then it can't be in Web4. I've been doing it. Limiting belief. It's a limiting belief. There you go. That's what it is. It's the limiting belief. We get to the whole purpose of Web3 is that we get to create a new world. We get to create a new reality. We we get to create a new way of being and maybe it'll work and maybe it won't. Cause there's a part of me that's still not a part of me, but the discussion of like, um, you know, there's all this hype around web three and most people don't understand what it means at all. Um, but no matter what happens in web three, web four, web five, whatever, you're a young lady. Um, your work is not for naught. Do you know what I mean? Your podcast can be about the blockchain. Your podcast can be on Spotify. I mean, I don't know exactly where it is. Maybe it's on Spotify. Your voice is important. Your message is important. And I've been on like a million podcasts. uh, And I'll say that um, you're the shit. So you really have it going on. You you got it uh, together. And just the way that you talk and the way that you think about things is wonderful. So um, I support you. And don't just, just catch yourself. I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, catch your, catch what I'm trying to catch all the beliefs that I have that I, that we can't have the life that we want. You know what I mean? That we can't, that, that if I don't make it, whatever, making it doesn't mean anything. What sort of piece of advice would you give to people right now? Um, any like last words that you want to 
you want to I share? Would, I would say if your heart and your mind and your soul and spirit or any whatever you believe, even if just your curiosity brings you to Web3, that means that you belong here. So if you're interested in Web3, you belong here. Number two, take your time. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the pumping. Don't believe the rush. Just take your time and figure out the space. You can watch YouTube videos. You can go into Twitter spaces. You can connect with people, DM people. People are willing to help and they're willing to teach. Um, just listen. And um, the right project and the right thing for you to do will come at the right time. Web3 is such a wide net of so many cool different things. Take your time and let your intuition guide you and go with what feels good. My heart is so full. I love Jessica so much. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I will just reiterate that I am now choosing to do my podcasts live on Twitter spaces weekly. And then the following week, this will be turned into a podcast episode. If you dig this episode, please share it with your friends. You can subscribe and you can follow me on Instagram at where to next Melina on Twitter at girl underscore in the verse, my blog, girl in the verse, everything's in the show notes. I just want to give one quick shout out to Jessica from mystical muses NFT. You can find her on Twitter at mystical underscore muses or her website, mystical muses.io. I hope to see you next time. Mwah.